live from Professor Popping's office on the second floor of the AC building at Bethel University. This is live from AC Second. This is our second uh, roundtable, I believe. Chris. This is our second roundtable, and uh, the cast has changed, as it will. As you, if you're listening to this channel, you may recall that our vision for this podcast is to try to capture some of the um, silly, but sometimes erudite, sometimes profound not often profound, conversations that uh, faculty members have across disciplines uh, in our hallway here at Bethel University. Just on this one hallway, we have biologists and economists and historians and, and this, political scientists. And this and round table ranges all the way from political scientists to historians. To historians. Yeah, our philosopher bailed on us. And then there's historians. And more historians, but more different historians. kinds of historians. And we have a new yeah. uh, we have a new voice. Uh, Charlie Goldberg is here with us. I had nothing better to do. So There we I'm go. Oh, Charlie, That's a good reason to be here. Right. <laughs> Charlie has been itching for weeks to have an invite. Mm-hmm. A spot I am open- to be here. Yeah, a spot opened up last minute. So don't blow it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or I'll never be invited we'll back send you back to the D-League. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So, Charlie, uh, this is your first year at Bethel. This is my first year at Bethel. Uh, what do you teach here? Uh, I teach ancient history, um, medieval history, CWC. Christianity, Western culture. Christianity, Western our, culture. Yep. If you don't know the lingo. Um, I'm also launching a new uh, digital humanities major, um, which is in proposal right now. Okay. Um, we've been working on that for actually years before I got here. Yep. And, uh, years the, the, and years. Yes, many years. years. <laughs> and the launch date for the first um, class is the fall. Okay, wow. So I'll that's be great. starting teaching that in, in what, August. Uh, th- this, isn't a, this isn't just a promo for Charlie's major, but what is digital humanities? I'm actually excited to hear this because Me I get too. asked this a lot, and I, like, fumble around. Like, I have an answer, but it's not as good as what I'm about to hear. So, Ooh, yeah. You know, put me on a pedestal already. Um, yeah, I just I, – I feel like the simplest way to, to describe it is um, merely doing the study of the humanities um, with a modern uh, tool set. Okay. Which is another way of saying um, you're, we're just doing our jobs um, mm. because anybody else today – um, doesn't need a special term to describe the use of a computer to do their work. Um, but in academia, you know, we're a little bit, um, it, it's a little harder for us to join the modern age. And well, especially the humanities. What do you right? mean? Because, because, because humanities. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, it's digital physics. It's right. like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. physics. Yeah, you would just say, I need a computer to run this data mm-hmm. in physics. I don't, um, I don't know what you mean about joining the, the modern age, said the guy who wears a robe on a regular occasion for his work job. Yeah, really. You know what I like, Chris Moore? I feel like you would be good, and I should just, for our listeners, point out that I like to call you Chris Moore. Like, I like to I know. use it's, it's your like, it's, whole name. It's, it's like we're Brett Russian. Harvey, yeah. yeah. That's what they do in Russia. Oh, okay. Have you noticed that? Anyone from your travels to Russia, or if you're well, watching? Like, right I now, watched I'm, the show The Americans. Th- yeah. Charlie, that is exactly <laughs> what I'm referencing. Right before bed last night, I watched um, one of the latest episodes of the season that was just released, and it's always like Nina Sergeyevna. Mm-hmm. So I like to think of you as Chris Moore. <laughs> so anyway, Excellent. but Chris Moore, one of the reasons that I think this is great is because I feel like as Charlie talks about this, you're very good at coming up with like marketing taglines, like ancient history, dot, 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 mm-hmm. just got modern. Well, it's, it's <laughs> you know, like, like help us sell it. Yeah. You know? I was just mm-hmm. listening to a podcast where, and maybe you heard this too, where Larry Wilmore, did you listen to the Bill? Not yet. Okay. No. Well, the, one of the things he's talking about is when you pitch a show, you should be able to explain it in a sentence. And so like, like, that's what I was thinking, like, like, ancient history humanities. just got modern, right? There you go. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Or you, I, but like, I think you need to think about that because you're great at those and you could probably put me on the yeah, spot. We here. can, we can farm that out to you. Well, while while I brainstormed that, um, I brought a treat for you guys today. <gasps> what you bring? So I don't know what this is. That's the, that's the starting <laughs> point, but I've had one. Do you know bite. where it came from? I do. <laughs> okay. So 
A little bit of backstory here. My wife's mother lives uh, north of Detroit in Michigan. And uh, it's Rochester Hills, kind of Rochester, which is okay. this um, fairly upscale uh, exurb from, from Detroit. And she's a school teacher there. And my favorite, favorite grocery store in all of uh, all of uh, the world is in is in Rochester. It's called Papa Joe's. It's a two-story grocery store. Whoever thought of the idea of putting stairs in a grocery store? That's not, not, not a great idea. <laughs> Um, they have carts there. Uh, How do the carts work with the? Not well, as it turns out. Not well. Yeah, uh, but the wine, all the wines upstairs too. So oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that could be there even more sketchy. Yeah. But uh, they have like little food. But your wine there. takes the elevator. Exactly. <laughs> but they have, but you know, it's they, it's like kind of like Costco in the sense that they it's not big like Costco, but uh, they have, it's like Costco in the sense that they have like samples and things there. And I was there for Christmas with uh, with uh, with my daughter, just trying to kill some time, and. Uh, there was this lady, this um, uh, with an Eastern European accent, and who said, uh, "Do you want to try the Marlenka cake?" Christopher Moore. Yeah, Christopher Moore. <laughs> Chris Moore. <laughs> and I said, "What's a Marlenka cake?" And she said, "It's from, um, it's from Romania." Now this box says, says "It's Armenian." It's Armenian. Um, so maybe I misheard. Charlie, her. did you want to read the Armenian for yeah, us can there? <laughs> um, well, it's also like in cursive, which makes it challenging equally for difficult a to write for a millennial. Don't know how to write in cursive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it, it was sort of um, it, it was it was sort of honey flavored and it was really really good. I took one bite of it. It was good. I trade one, gave one bite to my daughter. She went, I want some of that. So we have this little box. This is the cocoa flavor. So this is cocoa and honey. It's about the size of a deck of cards, and I've brought it for all of you to try a bite of. What's that read about? What does that say right there? The little top line. Miracle from honey. Miracle, Miracle. from honey. Oh and I God. do want to say it says made in the Czech Republic on the okay. back. Oh, well there we go. So we're kind of dying for the cycle here in East Central Europe. Yeah. Yes. Um, so have a bite, Amy. This looks still okay. It's, it's sort of. It's it's very, describe it. It's sort it's of caramel colored with with it's little about, chocolate stripes. It's about three and a half inch. Well, four inches by two and a half inches. By one inch tall, maybe. I'm gonna say it's got multiple layers, which I can say mm-hmm. as a baker is difficult. The consistency looks really nice. Does it have a nice bake on it? It does. <laughs> Was it made by a machine? I know what you're talking about over there, friend. Oh, it is a little. It is. Um, little, it is got the honey layers, so it is tricky. I, um, listeners, I'm trying a one inch bite of this. Oh, it's really good. Is it really good? I can speak. <laughs> Is it a miracle from honey? It's really... I've never had anything like that. Yeah, that's, that is good. It's, um... Toothsome. <laughs> what? Has a good crumb. Digital humanities. It's toothsome. <laughs> it does have a good crumb. Um, it is... The flavor, like, the layers are honey, I'm assuming. It's got a light cocoa flavor to it. I think it's very tasty. I agree with you. I think there's probably a lot of preservatives in this that keep this so moist. This is actually and, one and of those equipped for travel. Like if <laughs> I was like a 16-year-old boy again, I would probably eat like 10 of these in one sitting. You'd be like, and not regret the decision. Let's throw back some Marlenka cakes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> some hot pockets and some Marlenka cakes. I'm going to say hot it. pocket and Marlenka cakes. I am not a fan of honey and that's real good. That's real I think, good. I think we have an official Honey-based dessert of the uh, podcast. There we it go. Is the yeah. cake. Um, this episode is actually brought to you by Marlenka right. Cakes. Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> what amazes me is that it is very small, and yet I feel like this is the perfect thing for four people to share. Like I couldn't eat that whole. Yeah, I feel rich. really bad about. Myself. I could eat ten of them and then wow. feel great about my well, life. And there you go, millennial. So, Chris, do they have a we website? should also mention that Charlie has a twenty-inch waist. <laughs> yes, he does. Do they have he a website, does. Chris? Uh, do they? Um, it's in Armenian. Um, 
Yes, www.marlenka.us. Okay. I'm trying to understand. Is that the is this is this the Armenian little Debbie that's on the picture? There's a picture of a young There's girl a, with pigtails. A, a very happy looking little girl. And she yes. looks happy. Real happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking this is like this is like the much classier little Debbie. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm sorry. Wait. Why do we consider little Debbie to be unclassy? That's a future subject. Ooh. I'm a teeny bit offended right now. No, wait, 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 wait. Are we saying are we saying that the little Debbie snacks are unclassy or Debbie herself? Yeah. What are you classy? saying? What, I, have, I have no beefs with Debbie herself. Okay. Um, um, I'm sorry. I'm going to put the Marlenka cake up against a um, Nutty Bar because those are... Wait, the Nutty Buddy? The Nutty... No, the, the Nutty one, Bar. The Nutty Bar that's okay. got, again, multiple layers. Wait, waf- wait for layers. Kind of like a, a fancy whatchamacallit. Have you ever... I like mm-hmm. those. Those are delicious. Have you ever frozen a Nutty Bar and eaten no. it? No. I grew up in a household where we froze everything, and I don't know why, but like a frozen Nutty Bar... is like... It's real good. Oh, we're going to have to try... Um, yeah. Next podcast, I'll see if I can get Little Debbie in... Nutty bars, right. straight from the freezer. My little fridge freezer probably fits exactly a half a nutty bar. That's right. so we can split that. So is, is the is the nutty bar your favorite? Because that's a pretty good one. I'll give you that. I it's haven't had a nutty bar right? probably in like a decade, and partially because it is so good that it's sort of one of those weird like like perhaps. So, I don't know, upon my deathbed, if one of you would please remember Bring this. Me like, Bring me a nutty bar. Bring me a nutty bar. Yes, nutty bar is like part of the, I think for dessert, I just want a little mound of or my 40th birthday instead of a cake i just want that's a right big tall like a stack. jenga stack of well, nutty bars you know what's funny can i just make a comment quick <laughs> wait a second whatever we're supposed to like a great game no here's <laughs> the deal eric does not like um my husband eric does not like um a lot of traditional sweets okay he doesn't eat cake he doesn't eat cookies he doesn't eat like he's just how would he be with deal. a marlenka cake I, well he might like the marlenka cake but um he does like uh, like wafer cookies, you know, like strawberry. Mm-hmm. You can buy the package of strawberry Those wafer are great, cookies. Yeah. So for his birthday last year, like his birthday cake, I made a Jenga tower out of strawberry and chocolate and vanilla wafer cookies, and That's you could play awesome. Jenga with it. Like it was awesome. Like we brought it to the table, and then everybody could just like pull out of. That's, that's pretty the, great. The wafer cake. Anyway, sorry. There's a lot of like games in the popping a house that yeah. surround dinner. Like uh-huh. the, was it yep. the pirate dinner? Was that what it was? Or Wait, what was what? Oh, I'm so bummed that you remembered pirate dinner because I actually was thinking pirate dinner might be like one of my have Chris and um, Sam. I'm still try in on pirate dinner. For uh, what is our, pirate our, dinner? So really quick. So pirate dinner, Charlie. You can try pirate dinner at your house too. So pirate dinner is where once a month. Okay, this is for families with kids, which we all have. And even though Sam, your kids are older and more like my kids' age, they're not too like my kids all oh, no. the time are like, when is pirate dinner? So pirate dinner is when you cover either your like living room coffee table or your regular table mm-hmm. with newspapers. Yep. And then you make a meal that you just dump out on the newspapers, and you can't use any utensils, and the only thing you can have is a roll of paper towels. This sounds like low country boil. Well, but y- yes, except that like. Yeah, what more... are you serving though? Oh, so soup. Like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just handfuls no. of soup. So like the last one we did was I like roasted like I roasted kielbasa in the oven and had mm-hmm. other roasted vegetables, and then like cut it all up and then just dump it all out, and then the kids have different dipping sauces, but you just like. You just put a yeah. big pile of your dipping this mustard, like, right on the... And then when your hands are greasy, you just wipe them on the newspaper. Yeah. So my the my kids, toddler like, calls it. this dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She eats it's eating with your tray. fists, right? It yeah. is, but it's, like, it gets increasingly challenging as you try to think of new meals. But, like, the kids just now, love I it. I have a question about how... So I, I'm mm-hmm. imagining everyone sitting at the table. 
Um, there's paper on the yep, table. Newspaper. Like uh-huh. when you bring it out, is it brought out in a way where you can't see what it is, and then it's like yeah, you dump it's like, it. It's like dumped like the spoils of war it totally onto is. the table. Like sometimes I just do a direct like upside down dump, like a you know like, inversion or an inversion. Thank you. Or sometimes I do like a scatter. Ooh. Like I come across and it's like you scatter it out, and then you watch them go at it like wolves. It's like oh. There's that's, a piece of bacon. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, this, pirate night is is super and like a super easy. Just pirate night is things like you bake up tater tots and you like we actually do it to clear out the freezer. Like anything that can go on like a baking paper. sheet yeah. mm-hmm. in the oven, just bake up a whole bunch of whatever frozen things are about to like expire or get too much freezer burn, and then you just come and you just scatter them out like <laughs> skittles in that's front of the kids. Awesome. This, yeah. What I've learned from this, I've learned a number of things from this. First of all, I do want to try this. Yeah, oh, um, it's great. But second of all, I think you have a very low opinion of pirates. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pirate Night is in honor of the fact that in the history department, we have a few senior seminar topics that we have banned because so many students would just repeatedly choose to do them. Sure, and not and so, well. And not and not well. And mm-hmm. so um, pirates was one of the topics that we have since No banned. pirates. And had to wow, remind students that, you know what buccaneers are? Pirates. Pirates. <laughs> so, so, so does that mean you can't do buccaneers either? You can't do buccaneers oh, either. You can't even write your paper on nope. Roberto Clemente because it's, right, too, it's close. too close. No, private, you, no privateers. Right, no privateers. Just no, but you can do buccaneer night if you want, which is a little classier, mm-hmm. a little more upscale. You can yep. Do- yeah. How would it? How would it be different? Would you have like a dagger or something you yeah, could I'm trying stab to think. Yeah, with? You, yeah, yep. You would no, have you, like. You a, just invite Warren Sapp. You, <laughs> there you go. We give everybody a hook, and whatever you can use the hook for to get it into your mouth, or we like you know do instead of um, I don't know instead of kebabs, we just put them on swords. That's right. I like that. Yeah, yeah. classic. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> that's pirate night. Well, I love, I love and we pirate. thought there'd be nothing to talk about. <laughs> Not right. What? Um, okay, so I said the three of you. Or I said uh, mm. um, three questions. I let uh, first person to jump in. Which question do you want? I'm to interested in you defining the third question about human beings peaking. Okay, yeah, sure. I, I am interested in that because it seems this seems like because we didn't talk about this before, so this seems like something you're interested in. But I don't know what you mean by it. This was all brought about by a classic song. I was listening to Bruce Springsteen's Glory Days. Oh, I love that song. Me too. Like, do you I, remember I do what what pops. celebrities dances in that song in the video and sort of gets discovered there? Is it Courtney Cox? Courtney Cox. Good Glory job. Yeah, I thought Glory. that was, I was born in the USA. Dancing in the dark. Oh, was the oh. <laughs> wrong. Like that. We all right. have different. <laughs> right. It was dancing in the dark. Anyway, hey Charlie, there was this thing called the eighties. <laughs> I do like the boss. I like Springsteen. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's like. In the past, like not, it's not in your past. It's someone else's nostalgia, right? Yeah. Listeners, right now, I mean, Charlie. I was like four or five. Yeah, Charlie is fully involved, but also simultaneously like texting and making himself a latte. I'm, like they're, they're, right now, he's super millennial. Yeah, yeah I'm holding my drink between my legs. Yeah. I have my smartphone out, and he's live tweeting. Yeah, yep. and he's watching his dog live at doggy daycare. <laughs> Actually, I'm looking up the video for Glory Days. Okay, all right. It's it's dancing in the dark. Yeah, because Glory Days, like they're like at the baseball field, and he's like yeah. pitching. And yeah, how uh, great yeah. is that song, though? It's pretty great. It's pretty and great I'm not song. actually a huge Springsteen <laughs> fan, but Glory Days, I'll, yep. I'll ride for that. I like Glory Days. So that's my version of this. Is that okay? Do you feel that looking back over your life, is there a time where you thought, like that was my peak? That was the moment at which like I was the best version of myself. Mm. It's interesting because I've had this conversation multiple times. Before we get to this, though, I actually the song Glory Days makes me think about um, every time I've traveled in Europe. Like, you go to different countries, and they all have their Glory Days moments. Like, if you do the, like, most touristy thing in England, Mm -hmm. it's all about, like, 
Remember we used to have this huge empire, so it's all about, like, we beat <laughs> oh, Napoleon yeah, and yeah. Henry VIII was alive. Yeah. You go mm-hmm. to France and it's like, do you remember the French Revolution and do you remember Napoleon? It's like, it's like they're, that's high school for them. Like, they are yeah. now, they're oh, now post-high school looking back. Yep. Yeah. No, that's true because that's what our experience was like back to Russia because it all comes back to Russia right now because this is a timely podcast that's that right. keeps up on current events. But um, when I have been – I remember when we were in St. Petersburg a few summers ago, we had to really brush up on Russian history because it was all about like – Catherine the Great, and it was all like, like it was things we did not remember. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, here's my favorite phrase from Russia. So I want to respect all our Russian listeners, but here's my like standard Russian phrase over here we have it all in gold, and then here you see this more. This is all real gold. All of this very nice real gold. It was like everything mm. was like about showing us like it's all it's all gold it's because all it's back to up. it's legit. It's, it's that's it's why legit. that's why Trump likes them. That's right. And over here we have it. It is more more of the gold. It is all real. Feel free to touch. All the gold. <laughs> anyway, All right. sorry. I've diverted your question. Classy. Well, so, well, my question is pretty simple. It's that version of it. I don't think I don't mean this in sort of a broader right. uh, evolutionary sense or you know sort of grand history sense. But I mean to the individual. Okay. Well, I think I think I think to could get sad. Well, to, <laughs> but to throw that out, I mean, do you now assuming you could still you're still progressing and going further? Do you have a like 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 when is Apex Charlie? Like when was Charlie? That's exactly yeah. what yeah. yeah. And you know, I, not, not to say you couldn't be in the – that, that, that year isn't coming, but up until now – because we know, like, every basketball player on the back of – like, every baseball player on the back of their baseball card has, like, their career yeah, it's year. it's like 27 to 33, right? Yeah, what's your, what's your I, career I, year? I, I, I distinctly remember – I'll give other people time to think about this. My wife and I talked about this. I remember I was on sabbatical. My son was in kindergarten, and we were walking to pick him up. And I remember turning to my wife and saying, like, I think this is – I think right now is 33. And I said, I think this is, like – it wasn't about peaking, but it was like this is the coolest version of me. That's because like, I, I was decidedly uncool in high school and college and most of my life. But like that was the coolest I've ever been was at that point. Right. And I've regressed since then. So like, <laughs> like if you if you knew me at thirty three, like that was kind of the best version of me. Um, so I think I think in terms of my peak, like that's that's when I and, and what I mean by that is that's when I felt started to feel the most comfortable with who I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it took me a long time. Now, what's interesting is um, this is something that – have you had – you've had your – have you had your 10-year high school reunion yet? Um, yeah, I didn't go because okay. I was in New York okay. for it. Um, I, we, I, we didn't have a 10-year high school reunion, yeah. but we did like a 12-year. So we did like when everybody turned 30 because we just okay. were too lazy to do, set up <laughs> okay. a tent. But what was interesting is as we sat around the table at our 10-year high school reunion, mm-hmm. everybody said, thank God we didn't meet two years ago. I was a mess. And at 30, everybody was like, I'm good. I kind of got my stuff together. Yeah. I feel like it's if for students that are listening to this, you should just know that your 20s are going to be harder than you think they are going to be. Hmm. I, I, I feel like especially you get out of college and you everybody has this burst of energy like you're going to – take on the world i mean i want you to have that perspective but i also want you to know that you may not feel as sam has said like you are really coming into your own until you get to your 30s and you start to have some things go well for you Mm -hmm. in your careers and you know if if you're like me and you waited to have a family until i was in my 30s you know your family starts to come together and you have kids and you watch them start to grow up and it's a huge proud moment and i would agree with you you know early 30s i i do feel like i'm i'm very tired now all the time <laughs> right but 
I feel like this is probably peak Charlie, too, for the same reasons. I agree with all of that. I think, mm. you know, Sam, when you were talking, I remember this moment years ago. It was – maybe you were 33 because I'm thinking, how old are we? Because we're the same age. Um, I don't think it was – I don't think it was six years ago. I feel like it was maybe four years ago. But I distinctly remember we were having a homecoming event here at Bethel, and we were – we had alumni um, that were back here. And you, you and I and were you talking. you were both Bethel grads. Right. We were both Bethel grads. Um, Sam and I actually, we attended our 10-year college reunion together, which is hilarious because like, I think we literally like waited in the parking lot for each other, even though we right. see each other at work every day. It was like, well, like smoking. smoking um, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. us. But, although, um, although we did we did share the who came the shortest distance to come here because we said like 100 feet. Yeah, nice. like, well, my purse is in my office. <laughs> so, but, um, but I remember that at this event where we were filming alum um, alums at this homecoming event, you and I were talking to someone that graduated in our class, and I just remember that uh, he was speaking very sort of, um, you know, with nostalgia about college being the best years and mm. how much he misses it and how, like, you know, like, that was the peak. Like, he was very mm. much speaking about it. And I just remember you and I, without really saying it, but looking at each other kind of like, oh, sad for you mm. because we both, you know, we, we, he and I, Sam, you and I often talk about this, but then we were kind of having this conversation with this fellow uh, graduate that, like, we feel so, I feel so lucky and blessed that I feel like, oh, it's only gotten better. Mm-hmm. Like, it's way better now. My opinion yeah. of my, I mean, not opinion of myself, but like how I feel about myself, mm-hmm. my friendships, my life, my, like, it's so much better now than for me it, it ever was sure. in high school or college. Like, those yeah. were not my glory days Well, I think what's all. interesting is because this is where we were at for college, like, I know what it feels like yeah. to move through these spaces exactly. as and an 18 not to 22-year-old and yeah. feel like I, I'm not comfortable in my and, own skin. And I remember yeah. you yeah. and I sitting at that reunion, and then I'll let Chris Moore, I'm interested in what you have to say. I remember you and I sitting at the reunion, and then our assessment of it when we talked at work on Monday was like, that was a really good reunion, but it didn't at all feel like I went to that college because ev- these mem, you know, it's dominated by the memories of Absolutely. sort of like right. the cool people and whatever. So it was so funny because people were telling stories and using just first names, right? Like they're they're like dropping first names when they're up in front of the whole crowd telling these stories. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, I, I I have no, I mean, I know who those people are, but I don't have those memories right. because um, mm. I guess we were studying. You weren't on the end. We were studying. Yeah, it somewhere. felt it felt like a show you watched a couple episodes of, but like <laughs> oh, you don't really, you can't really analogy. name the characters. That was yeah, totally yeah. it. So we enjoyed the reunion. It didn't. It wasn't really our reunion, but we it, huh. people seem we, we enjoyed being observers right. of it. So because you've been here longer as faculty than you've been than you were here as students. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you has that obscured your memories of being here as students? Not really. I think those are such that's such important moments in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this place is, uh, and I'll use this word in a positive way. This place is still haunted hmm. by like those Absolutely. memories. And Amy and I are yeah. another thing that's similar to us. We both get here really early in the morning, yeah. so we get the opportunity to walk through this place when it's empty. And then I might as well be 19 again. Like I can walk, hmm. I can walk into the ask office and think about what it was like to walk in there and work as a TA and things like that. I used to come in. Um, so I was a TA for GW Carlson. He taught class at eight o'clock. He came in at about eight o two. And I, but my job was to be here at seven fifteen. Uh-huh. Um, so I, so it's weird because I'm usually the first person um, down here in the history department, um, and I'm. I was the first person down here opening the same office door. <laughs> I mean, yep, it. Yep. it's, yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of as as real as that was. It feels the mm-hmm. same. Yeah. Wow. What I, about you, Chris Moore? Well, I, if given the opportunity to go back in life, with all, my, with all the knowledge and memories I have now, and go back and like re-inhabit, say, like, my 10-year-old body, no way. 
no way. Yeah. Right. Um, that that kind of a, that kind of thought of sort of reliving parts of your life has no appeal to me. But that's different from from saying that this is this is peak more. I don't think I'm in peak more. I don't think right I've. Now. I don't honestly. I don't, I don't think, think we've seen peak more yet. I think peak more has a lot going on in his life, and man, like it's amazing to me all that you manage. So I feel like we haven't seen peak more because you're at the stage of life where you've got really young kids. See, and I'm, I'm kind of hoping I've got some Dirk Nowitzki years in me, like like like, yeah. like you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the peak kind of comes surprisingly late. Here's here. Okay, here's the thing. Like I don't. I don't think we've seen the Chris Moore MVP season yet. Like that's coming still. Where we're like, I agree with wow, that. Wow, Chris is like everywhere and i'll so i was working on this project um uh about mike holmes who's a kind of a storied member of the uh, bts mm-hmm. department sure. and i was doing a little bit of research on and looking at clarion oh, this is a bethel college newspaper and i was looking up mike holmes mm-hmm. and it was interesting like looking through the years he was here in the first couple of years there's a mention here or there and then there's this like 10-year period where he's in every other um, issue of the clarion be- yep. and not because there's stories about him but because any, any yeah he was doing stuff and any big issue that faced the campus he became the like the point person yeah so like that's that's like we talk a lot about nba spirit animal that's mike holmes as um bill russell like oh yeah with the 60s celtics like they just won every title like like yep. that's so something I like like there's a huge and, and obviously that's not like the entirety of his career but like there was this moment where from about probably 86 to 96 or something where it was just like every issue there was something about Mike Holmes. Hmm. That's really interesting you said Bill Russell because I would have always thought as, as Mike Holmes as, as like Jerry Lucas. But I, but, uh, but yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give you Bill Russell. I'm just talking about like, like, like dominance. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But to answer the question, yes. I do think people, <laughs> I do think people peak. Yeah. yeah. I also kind of wonder like what's the relationship between um, how we define being peak and how – um, how much free time we have and how many obligations we have in our personal lives. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, I I barely have any free time for myself anymore. And I probably everybody here, I think, would share that. I, maybe it's just a function of having now a career and, and also being mm-hmm. a parent. And my wife works full time. Um, I mean, I find that to be a good thing. But if you would have asked me that, you know, at age 24, you know, how would you mm-hmm. feel if you if you lost all of your – Ability to, you know, to think mm-hmm. and ponder, you know. If in you sat in your car for an extra minute in your driveway before you had to go in just to be alone. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's starting to be, you know, somewhat of a reality for me in yeah. my life. Um, but I'm I'm happy with that. I mean, I, I guess I would define, like, you know, peak human um, at that time span based on, you know, having, like, a meaningful um, like a drive in your life and whether that could be career or what have mm. you. Um, but if you asked me 10 years ago, I would define it by, by free time, by, mm. um, the ability to do whatever I wanted to in any particular situation. Um, so I, I guess I'm saying like, maybe this question, like the answer to it is going to shift based on your priorities and those priorities are going to shift through. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That said, I do think there are moments we can probably look back to and think that was uh, – so Amy, you said something earlier on. Like, that was the coolest I've ever been or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely think of – okay, you can laugh at me if you want, and I hope you do. One of the coolest moments I've ever been was in fourth grade when myself and uh, three uh, – another fourth grader and two fifth graders um, won the county quiz bowl championship. Oh, Yeah. And we took down, like, bigger schools. We, we beat Brian in the championship, and Brian was, like, 
four times our size. And they bust all the fourth and fifth graders. I thought that. I thought school. Brian was a person, and I was like, "No, what Brian, does the Brian size of this kid have to do with?" Okay, yeah, sorry, Brian, Brian. yeah, this dude's enormous. Wow. Yeah, no, Brian High School was the Brian was the county seat of, of Williams County, and um, we won. Uh, we, 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 it, was a, it was a huge upset. It was number eleven Xavier. Right? It was pretty mm-hmm. great. And the next day, going to my, back to my little school, the next because because every every kid in our in our class saw it. I was like a hero. Mm-hmm. Everybody went around and was like, good job, Chris. Yeah, Chris. It's like high five. Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't know at the time, but like, I, will, I don't think I'll ever be that cool again. Yeah. Well, there, there is something. I mean, and I think the, the way I think about it is like at that moment, you moved so easily through the world that you yeah. inhabited. Mm-hmm. And like that doesn't always happen. I don't yep. have any memories like that. Like I don't have any like this was my coolest <laughs> moment. I mean, I really don't. Okay. Like I don't know. I just don't have that type of story that i can think of mm. i don't know but that's maybe it's cool. yet to come it's coming yeah, it's maybe, coming may, maybe it is will the trophy be made of real gold probably not but you'll get a marlinka cake with it so <laughs> but you'll have to share as long as there's a marlinka cake i don't think i can eat a whole one of those things no, that would, uh, that's the new challenge <laughs> i'm a <laughs> entire marlinka cake yeah. and feel good about and not, going to, <laughs> and not going to anaphylactic shock yeah uh, no, it's kind of I'm Marlinka out. That's my new thing for when I've had just enough. I'm just going to Marlinka this. I'm done. Full Marlinka. <laughs> and no one will know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, you all will. Eastern Europeans. As well as Eastern Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, how are we on time? Uh, we're, yeah, we got about five minutes. Great. Yeah. Um, just quick follow-up um, on um, something we talked about last time. I asked everybody he, uh, here what they're reading, but Charlie wasn't here last time, so I'm going to voice that upon him. So, uh, Charlie, what are you reading right now? Um, you know what? I I don't get the chance to read a lot for pleasure, but I actually am reading something for pleasure now. And it's funny you mention it because it strangely does pertain to the conversation we're having mm-hmm. about being a peak human. Um, I Whenever I get free time, I like to read It's called Foster The Secret. <laughs> Oh, oh. oh. we should hang out. Never mind. Oh, Never mind. God, you were little. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I, that's okay. Yeah, I'm reading uh, uh, an author named David Foster Wallace who oh. wrote this like thousand-page novel in the '90s called Infinite Jest, and it was always like the book you would have on your shelf to try to look impressive. impressive. Mm-hmm. But he's also he was a really great um, essay writer and had pieces um, in you know like the, the New Yorker and. Mm-hmm. Um, those types of high, highbrow magazines. Um, and so I, I'm reading a book, uh, uh, an essay he wrote about going on a cruise ship um, that is one of his best essays. But he actually explores the question of, you know, what is the peak of a human life? And I read it last night in the bathtub. I'm not ashamed to admit what a luxurious life to live. Bubble, bu- bubble bath. Not, not, Reading uh, literary no nonfiction while do, taking a bath. Do I smell vanilla? What was that? What was that tub made of, Amy? Was it made of pure <laughs> yeah. gold? It was oh, all real gold. It was gilded. And was these gilded. are all vanilla. All right. So from, this, I, I actually have a passage Gascars. from a. Uh, from this essay, I'm going to read it. And you guys are going to. Right. Did you even prep Charlie for this? Yeah, you did. Randomly, I did prep for it. All right. I am now 33 years old, and it feels like much time has passed and is passing faster and faster every day. Day to day, I have to make all sorts of choices about what is good and important and fun. And then I have to live with the forfeiture of all the other options those choices foreclose. And I'm starting to see how, as time gains momentum, my choices will narrow, and their foreclosures multiply exponentially. 
until I arrive at some point on some branch of all of life's sumptuous branching complexity at which I am finally locked in and stuck on one path and time speeds me through stages of stasis and atrophy and decay until I go down for the third time. I'm laughing because this is kind of funny. All struggle for not drowned by time. It is dreadful. But since it's my own choices that'll lock me in, it seems unavoidable. If I want to be any kind of grown-up, I have to make choices and regret foreclosures and try to live with them. So that can be, like, really depressing if you think about it in some ways. But I think, like, that's what it is to grow up um, mm. because you lose that free time that I talked about mm. earlier that I really cherished when I was a teenager and in my 20s. And for David Foster Wallace, I mean, it sounds like he's a little bit depressed by that. But because of what I'm gaining for trading in that mm. free time, I mean, I'm really happy for the things that take up my spare time now because it's like yeah. it's my kid and it's like this new job I have that I think is really neat. Um, so I don't know. That, that's kind of like a convoluted way of sharing what I'm reading now. But I think it does relate to the topic of, Absolutely. you know, what a, what a good human life is and what it means to be peak here, human. Here's the problem. We can never ask that question again. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, no, one's, no one's out doing that. <laughs> Sam was over here vibrating when you like, said you were reading David Foster. Like Walsh. when I read not one but two books by Rob Lowe. Like I don't feel like I'm that. No. No, but you Wait, I, Rob Lowe, the, the actor? Yes. Yeah. Is there books? another? There's two. two. I didn't know he wrote books. Two. That's fascinating. <laughs> no, but what you're um I think that's really interesting because um in I'm um on our faculty development team here at Bethel and uh, we have a book group going on right now. One of the professors in the chemistry department um, read a book called Off Balance, and maybe you've seen it down in the lounge. Um, not very many people signed up to read the book, which I'm not surprised by because everybody's super, super busy. Because it's a book we because have to read. it's a book yeah, they have to right? read. But what Off Balance is about is sort of giving up the mentality of work-life balance and instead figuring out how does balance actually come from investing in what brings you joy um, and what enriches you and how do you find, how do you create more space for at work, something that then actually sort of motivates and propels your work. And so as you were saying that, especially with like, well, what are you giving your time up to or over to? Um, I think that the, the number one thing I value about my work life really is like the relationships that I have here because as tiring as work can be and as exhausting as it can be, as stressful as it can be at the same time, like work is equally very life giving and it's not just mm. because of enjoying the actual work I do, the research or the teaching, which, which I do, but it's the fact that I get to process things with friends. I think of, you know, one friend commented on the fact that who wasn't here this fall, um, Chris Garrett, when he was on sabbatical, he said, it's actually hard to go through sort of, um, American life through the process of the election in the fall. And he said, I just really didn't have anyone to process it with because so much of what I think actually keeps all of our relationships healthy, our home relationships is we do a lot of process at work, mm -hmm. which means it doesn't all have to come home. So I don't know. It's just an interesting thing to think because we do give stuff up, and yet, how is how is it that what we are though filling our time with, what's being efficient about what's being filled in that time? Yeah, you know? don't be afraid of being busy. Yeah, mm. because it's it, it's about what you're busy with and what it gives you. Right. This is fantastic. Uh, Sam needs to uh, offline gush to uh, 
uh, about David yeah. Foster Wallace. So yeah. he seriously Chris, is ask on me the... who my favorite writer is. Who's your favorite writer? David Foster Wallace. He is my favorite writer, too. We That's should awesome. hang out. Awesome. We, we <laughs> should is, hang out. I hope this mends your relationship. I know it's just been full of a lot of right. strife There's and anger and tension. tension. Lately, yeah. It was awkward here sharing this um, Merlenka cake with you. <laughs> um, but, but now it is a cake of reconciliation. It is a reconciliation cake. <laughs> and honey. I love and lots of honey. That you are literally on the edge of I was so excited. That's awesome. Because he's like, this guy named David Foster Wallace, and I wanted to just give you a hug. Yes. <laughs> Which would be two hugs in your life. That's so right. That's pretty great. That's right. <laughs> and on that note, I'm gonna, on behalf of my friends here, uh, the second floor of the AC building at Bethel University, I'm going to say thanks for listening to us. Uh, we'll be back in a week or two. We'll be back next week with, with another podcast, but um, uh, stay tuned. We have more, more to come. Thanks for listening. 